Ponzi Schema Podcasting. I'm Damon Shaw, and with me as always is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, who's joining us tonight? Well, this week's illustrious panel is Jason Thompson. Hey, alternate chat. Seth Barker. Hello, everyone. And Lauren Becker. Yeah, what's up? What are we fighting about this time, Damon? Well, if we've got Lauren Becker on, it must be most annoying character. He's annoyed by lots and lots of things. <laughs> uh, and lots and lots of people. Exactly. Mike, how do our fights work here? Well, Damon, we have 32 characters. We put them in an elimination-style tournament bracket. We pit two competitors against one another and put it to a vote. Winner moves on to the next round. The panel can decide the battle any way they see fit. Whatever they consider annoying, just use what we call geek logic. What's geek logic, Mike? Well, geek logic can best be explained by this message. If Webster's Dictionary were enlightened enough to have an entry on geek logic, it would define it as any argument you can use to back up your choice. You define the terms any way you like, as long as it supports your claim and makes sense to you. And with that, we bid a fond farewell to the Geek Logic pre-record. Uh, but don't worry, Geek Logic will still be around. It's only going to get better, bigger, and better. I, I would love to say what it is, but we'll say what it is next week. Next week on our super show, it's going to be there. Uh, but anyway, let's start the fights. Let's go. Uh, we're jumping right to the beginning. It is Deanna Troy from Star Trek The Next Generation versus River Tam from Firefly. And uh, while River Tam was kind of annoying, uh, by the end of her story arc, which wasn't very long, she was pretty cool. I, I liked the fact that she was like a ballet ass kicker, and she was kind of cute. Uh, Deanna Troy episodes are the bane of my existence for Star Trek. I hate the shit out of her. So I'm going to vote for Deanna Troy. Mike? Uh, well, I am going to vote for River Tam, even though I agree with you about Deanna Troy. Uh, she is from Star Trek Next, Next Generation. River Tam is from Firefly, which is inherently annoying. So I'm going to vote for River Tam. A vote for River Tam. Jason? Okay, so we got, um, I've got a feeling uh, on the Bridge of the Enterprise versus uh, 
you know, uh, proof that Joss Whedon's a little bit of a pervert, man. He just likes young girls in Jeopardy. So uh, I'm going to go with Deanna Troy because, yeah, she looked nice in her uh, Starfleet cheerleader uniforms, uh, but uh, she annoyed the crap out of everybody. All right, a vote for Deanna Troy. Seth. All right. Well, Deanna Troy, you know, we needed a therapist on the Enterprise, really? Uh, he seems to be angry, Captain. Well, no kidding. He just flipped over a table. Her episodes personally were terrible. And when Gene Roddenberry first envisioned her, he was going to give her, like, like uh, four breasts. I don't know if he knew that. And his wife kind of talked her out of it. Uh, good job, Major Barrett. River Tam, however... What was she doing? She was aloof. She never really did anything, and she was quirky, you know, and she cut Jane, and the best moment in that series is when Jane backhanded her. So, my vote's for River Tam. She didn't get cool until the movie. A vote for River Tam. It's all tied up and coming down to you, Lauren. Who you got? Well, between the two, between River Tam and Deanna Troy, I don't really have a problem with, with Tam. Um, but Deanna Troy, every time she talks, I feel like I want to order uh, a Greek salad and a side of pita bread from her. Just all in general, I, I just she just she she's hot to look at, except for today. But yeah, I'm just gonna go with Deanna Troy on that. A vote for Deanna Troy, and Deanna Troy moves on into the next round. On to our next fight, Mike. This one is yours. It is Lana Lang from Smallville versus Chloe Armstrong from Stargate Universe. Um, you know, I'm in the middle of watching uh, Smallville right now, re-watching it. Um, and you know, I, I, I kind of liked Lana at the beginning. Uh, she didn't get bad till later, but since the young, uh, hot, um, clever, just wonderful Lana is what's freshest in my mind, um, and uh, I don't even—I really—I didn't know who Chloe Armstrong was until you just said that. So I'm gonna vote for Chloe. A vote for Chloe Armstrong, Jason. Okay, when I first read the brackets about 30 seconds ago, uh, I thought it said Lois Lane from Smallville, which I would be far more inclined to vote for because Lois Lane is literally the reason I stopped watching Smallville. She showed up on the episode, I stopped watching. Uh, Lana, Kristen Crook is hot and i only that she was my favorite part of smallville uh chloe armstrong i have no idea who she is uh, i never watched stargate universe uh i was stargated out by the end so because stargate annoys me i'm voting for chloe a vote for chloe armstrong seth i might have to mirror that excitement about that because this isn't a vote so much you know for lana lang being good as it is i don't like stargate universe so Another vote for Chloe. Lauren. I, I don't watch Stargate, but just based on that, because I don't like Stargate, even though I've never watched an episode, and I don't like the people who like Stargate even more, I, I will go with Chloe Armstrong, uh, the wrong person at the wrong time. So, yeah, she's... She, yeah, that's my vote, Chloe. Get her out of here. Uh, well, no, she's not getting out. She's going to be moving on into the next round, but it <laughs> won't be a clean sweep. Lana Lang is fucking atrocious. Seriously. Don't get me wrong. Seasons one, two, and three, Lana, are great because she doesn't have really any kind of focus or anything. But three, uh, four, five, and six, she's a witch. She's doing this. She's doing that. 
She, Clark, are you going to do something? She becomes a naggy girlfriend. Ugh, I hate Lana Lang so much. But Karen's going to be happy because Chloe Armstrong is moving on into the next round. On to our next fight. Jason, this one is yours. It is Batman versus Anna Lucia from Lost. Okay, uh, another show I didn't watch. I'm really unprepared for this one. Uh, but Michelle Rodriguez is a little annoying. But as much as I love Batman, and that's quite a bit, uh, Batman fans are so fucking annoying, especially the ones who say shit like, the answer is always Batman. And it's, so I'm, I hate doing this, but I'm voting for Batman because his fans annoy the crap out of me. Oh, vote for Batman. Seth? Uh, I'd like to ask the panel a question. Is that the reason Batman is on a most hated list because of the fans? Most annoying? No. Maybe not. Maybe so. I don't I think it was... I don't know who put it on here. Mike, Mike, did you put him on here? No, I didn't put him on there. Lauren didn't put him on. It must be... It must be Chad. Yeah, I, I don't know. I always thought Batman was awesome. Maybe it's the fans that drug it down. You see, I'm not as much, you know, tapped into the fandom right now for Batman. So uh, my vote is for Anna Lucia because I was really not a fan of hers. A vote for Anna Lucia. Lauren. Yeah, you know, it's not so much the fans, it's the writers of Batman. Oh, Batman, I can do this. Oh, Batman, uh, I'm, I'm rich and powerful because of... Yeah, because, because I'm Batman. You know what? At one flick from Superman's fingers, and he could just go down. That's that's it. I don't care. Yeah, I'm 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 personally, I'm I'm Batman out. I'm I'm going with Batman. Get yeah. He he is the most fucking annoying character right now. Oh, vote for Batman. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, no, no. Ah, you get me on a tangent now. Just, don't, no, don't worry. Batman. You might have a chance to go farther with it. Um. And Lucia, I, I really didn't have a problem with in Lost. And actually, I, I liked her when she came back for that half a second in the uh, finale. Uh, or the final season, I guess. Um, but Batman, Lauren's absolutely right. The, there are fights that he should... His superpower is he wins because he's Batman, which is a retarded superpower because he's facing Superman some of the time. And Superman is ridiculously powerful! Unbelievably powerful! If anybody on this planet had that kind of power, they would rule the world. Easily. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna vote for Batman. Uh, Mike? Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll vote for Batman. I never watched Lost. <laughs> uh, vote for Batman, and Batman moves on. Seth, this fight is yours. It is Lenny Luther from what I'm, I believe is Supergirl versus Superman Four, isn't it? Is it Superman Four? Yeah, yes, Superman it is. 4. I apologize. Versus Robin from the Super Friends. Well, Lenny Luther, if I'm not mistaken, was played by John Cryer, correct? <laughs> In Superman Four, I barely yep. remember him. I just remember he's a Superman Four, and he kind of, you know, busted them out of prison. He was supposed to be like the smart, you know, uh, nephew or something. And uh, Robin from the Super Friends was basically just like a shadow from the Robin from the '60s Batman show. Really, I mean, yeah, he had, uh, you know, holy this, holy that, all the thing. Um, yeah, I'm going to say my vote is for uh, Lenny Luther, John Cryer. Uh, you know, why was he there? I don't know. Because he was John Cryer and he was awesome. A vote for Lenny Luther. Lauren. 
Holy, who gives a shit? I, yeah, that Robin was the most annoying, mainly because I've only seen bits and pieces of Superman 4, and that was a little bit more enjoyable than watching the Super Friends now. Because what they should have done is gotten rid of Casey Kasem and gave the voice to somebody else so he wouldn't be so annoying. So, yes, I will vote for the most annoying Robin from the Super Friends. Robin from Super Friends gets a vote. Um, yeah, John Cryer is awesome. And Superman 4 is still the first Superman I ever saw in theaters, goddammit. And I love it. Yeah, Michael. Not Mike. Michael. Even though he never listens. I'm going to vote for Robin from Super Friends because Robin is a pretty useless character when he's not being... Well, he's, he's useless. He's a useless character except for when he's awesome. And he's not awesome because it's Super Friends. So my vote goes to Robin. Mike? There uh, is a wise old saying that, uh, that says Superman 4 makes Superman 3 look like Superman 2. <laughs> and one of the biggest reasons for that is Lenny Luthor. Um, probably not the biggest. Nuclear Man may be bigger. But no, no, I'll, I'll go with Lenny Luthor. A vote for Lenny Luther. It is all tied up and coming down to you, Jason. Okay. Uh, let's see. Well, Robin from the Superfan or Friends is no more or less annoying than Robin in any other incarnation, which can run the gamut from very to very little. I like the Super Friends probably because I haven't seen it since I was like 12, so I'm still thinking of it like a little kid. Uh, Lenny Luther was in a movie that's just... It's the sub-rosa of uh, Superman movies. Uh, it's a train wreck. There's there's so much going wrong. Most of it has to do with Christopher Reeve's ego. Uh, I don't... Well, we don't have to like, worry about that anymore. Well, that's true. I don't like John Cryer. I, I didn't like him in Superman 4. I didn't see Pretty in Pink, but I bet I wouldn't have liked him there. I don't <laughs> like him on whatever sitcom he's on now. I didn't like the rumor that he was going to be Baltar on Battlestar Galactica's reboot. So I'm going to vote for Lenny Luthor because John Cryer is an ass. <laughs> A vote for Lenny Luthor? And Lenny Mo- Luthor moves on into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Lauren, this one is yours. It is Ace Ventura Pet Detective versus <laughs> Miss Lion. Uh, from well, that's the dog. That's uh, Aunt May's dog from uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. <laughs> really? Well, let's see. Everybody loves dogs, even though Miss Lion was the most annoying dog on one of what would would have been one of the best TV shows. But Ace Ventura, I got tired of him after the first fifteen minutes of Ace Ventura. I just, I, the words, I, I can't even formulate the words that came out of, that, that can come out of my mouth. That, that, that guy's a douche. Yeah, Ace Ventura. He's the most annoying. A vote for Ace Ventura, pet detective. Um, uh, you know, I don't really remember Miss Lion from there. I remember Miss Lion, which is a, a, a dude, pet a dog, if I'm not mistaken. I remember him from the uh, Pet Avengers. And he's really annoying in there, but he's a cute annoying. Uh, Ace Ventura, as much as I love those movies, both of them as a kid, saw them multiple times. He is annoying as fuck. 
but that's part of the reason why I like him. I'm going to vote for Ace Ventura. Mike? Uh, yeah, Ace Ventura, that's pretty much... That's where it all started to go wrong with Jim Carrey. That was his, like, second movie. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Jason? So I guess Mike uh, still thinks that Ace or Jim Carrey's best movie was Once Bitten. Uh, <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I remember... But his best movie was Earth Girls Are Easy. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Actually... It, didn't they have like the chick from MTV? Oh god, I, never mind. Uh, I a friend of mine said his son's favorite movie is Ace Ventura. His son's like eight, and that's weird because I wouldn't let my eight year old watch that movie. There's like a blowjob reference in the first six minutes of that movie, and it's not even a reference. It's like implied happening on the screen. That movie is horrible, uh, and it gave a, Jim Carrey a career, which is even more horrible. Uh, so I'm going to vote for Ace Ventura. A vote for Ace Ventura. Uh, Seth. All right. Well, Miss Lyon was in Spider-Man and his amazing friends. It's a show I love from the eighties. Uh, the thing is she was a comic relief character. She was like a cutesy, you know, kid relatable character. Why do you need comic relief in a show to feature Spider-Man who is the comic relief in everything he does. Anyway, that being said, Ace Ventura, yo, whoever puts us on this list, I totally get it. Ace Ventura. A vote for Ace Ventura, and Ace Ventura moves on in a clean sweep. On to our next fight. It's Harry Kim from Voyager versus John Byrne. Uh, for those of you that aren't comic book fans, John Byrne is, well, one of the greatest comic book creators of all time. Yeah, I said Well, it. I wouldn't go that far. You know, his Fantastic Four run is awesome. The Superman... I'm sorry, and and his Superman is awesome. Uh, the reboot he did with Superman, Man of Steel. I, I like that. I like the, the the stuff that you take from that. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm still voting Harry Kim because I I don't like Voyager, and he's one of the most annoying parts. So my vote goes to Harry Kim. Uh, Mike. Yeah, I'll also go Harry Kim. Uh, I love John Byrne, and and not just I I love the work. But even the kind of crazy, ranting John Byrne is less annoying than entertaining. So uh, I, I find him entertaining on many levels. Um, and never annoying, and Harry Kim sucked. Oh, vote for Harry Kim. Jason. Poor dumb Harry. I mean, this guy never catches a break. He was killed in... At least five episodes of Voyager that I can think of off the top of my head. And now, here he's got to run into the guy who created my favorite X-Men, Kitty Pride. So, I got to vote for Harry Kim. Another vote for Harry Kim. Seth. All right. Um, John Byrne, is he a character? He's the most annoying character, right? Uh, anyway, that, that could be debated, but... Didn't he write, like, Days of Future Past and Dark Phoenix Saga and all that stuff? He drew it. Chris Claremont wrote it. He was in the Fantastic Four, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he's on some classic stories. Um, I'm going to vote for Harry Kim. He was one of his stories. So, yeah. oh, what? Oh, oh, so he counts then. I get it. I get it. All right. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to vote for Harry Kim. Yeah, he, he really didn't annoy me, but he was kind of bland. So that's my vote. Uh, vote for Harry Kim and Lauren. 
Well, there's a difference between bland and annoying. Yeah, Harry Kim was bland, but God, John the Egomaniac Byrne, I I almost kicked his ass a few years ago at a show. Just screaming and yelling at people. I'm, I'm just like, I, I, I wanted him to sign a Fantastic Four movie poster for my friend's birthday, and he wouldn't sign it. He's like, I don't endorse crap. How many times do I have to tell you? I'm just like, well, maybe I shouldn't endorse crap either. I'll just take all those She-Hulks and Olmacs that I brought with me that you did and just throw them in the trash because I should endorse trash. And, man, we just got into a big, huge argument. And just because of that, he gets my vote. John the Egomaniac Burn. Uh, so this is a personal vendetta. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I will make it personal. Now it makes sense. If you're sense. listening, John Byrne, if you're listening, <laughs> you can come by my store and I will kick your ass. I will. Oh, and please, I'll laugh. Please let John Byrne be listening and then show up at your store. <laughs> uh, I, I'd pay for the plane ticket. Uh, yeah, uh, I would let him pay for the plane ticket. But uh, moving on, Harry Kim went on to the next round. Mike, this fight is yours. It is the Brownies from Willow versus Scrappy Doo. Um, when I saw this, I thought this the Brownies were the Girl Scout thing first. <laughs> and then I thought it was like a hallucinogenic brownie. Um, and I don't remember, I don't even know what the Brownies from Willow are. Um, and I do remember Scrappy-Doo, and, uh, yeah, he was pretty annoying, so I'll vote for Scrappy-Doo. Uh, vote for Scrappy. Jason. Okay, uh, the brownies are pretty goddamn annoying, and, uh, I was listening to, uh, Jared's rant on the Tumblr a couple days ago, and he is absolutely right. They are pretty much the precursor of Jar Jar Binks. That alone should get him a vote, but Scrappy Doo, oh my God, that was a cartoon that ran for years and years, and it was just fine. Even you know they changed the format and brought in like special guest stars, and it was still just fine. And then they bring in da 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 Puppy Power, and it wrecked it. It just wrecked it it wrecked it so bad that actors started bailing off the shows and they were left with just shaggy and daphne and scooby-doo so i gotta vote for scrappy oh vote for scrappy seth yeah the brownies were played by two comedians from the 80s one was rick overton and uh kevin pollack who i think are both still around doing their thing but they were more like clowns than comedians in this they were like little tiny guys who were like three inches tall uh yeah I remember Willow as a kid. I didn't find him that annoying then, but then again, I haven't seen it in like 20 years. But anyway, Scrappy Doo, uh, he was blatantly added to like Cousin Oliver to uh, kind of boost ratings. So uh, my vote is for Scrappy. He was annoying. Uh, vote for Scrappy Doo. Lauren? You know, when I was a kid, I used to look forward to watching my Hanna-Barbera cartoons on Saturday morning and, you know, Super Friends were first and then, you know, Scooby-Doo would come on and I... Like, oh, this is really neat. And then they brought in that fucking little puppy dog. Just, I'm like, man, will somebody please just boot this dog off the show? Please, I'm begging you. And nobody did it. I, I hated that dog. I hated him. Yeah, Scrappy Doo. Another vote for Scrappy. I would make it a clean sweep, but I too listened to what Jared had to say on the Tumblr. 
and I'm pretty sure we're going to put that at the end of this episode. It's 15 minutes. He spits fire. I'm sorry. I'm going to go with the brownies from Willow. But Scrappy-Doo is moving on, and we are on to our next fight. Jason, this one is yours. It is Alexander Rojenko from TNG and Deep Space Nine versus, uh, what is this, Shinji Ikari from Neon Genesis Evangelion, or Evangelion, whatever. Evangelion. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Jason? Uh, uh, there's a character I don't I don't know. Like I said, uh, I had basically no time to prepare. It was like, Damon called, you want to be on the show? And I said, sure. And then he called me on uh, Skype, and so here I am. But Alexander Rocheco, oh, I'm familiar with your work, kid. You annoyed the crap out of me. The first episode he was on where they killed his mom, that wasn't so bad. And then they started bringing him on more and more, and he kind of created a, a way for there to be that horrible right, uh, wharf Troy romance in season seven. And then they kept bringing him on in Deep Space Nine, and he's just even more annoying. He's the only loser Klingon I've ever seen. So, Alexander Roshenko. Oh, vote for Alexander. Seth. Uh, Shinji Ikari from Neon Genesis Evangelion um, is actually not that bad of a character. A lot of people dislike him, dislike his voice because he's whiny. That's only in English. <laughs> if you watch it in Japanese, it's not so bad. But Alexander Rojenko, oh my gosh, was this kid annoying or what? He was just like a big foil to Worf uh, and basically just turned Worf into a bad father. That's basically what that character was there to do. Alexander's my vote. A vote for Alexander. Lauren. I'm going to vote for, uh, what's his name, Shingi, Shingard, whatever his name is. Yeah. Uh, because I, I don't like manga, and I like, don't like the people who read it even more. So just based off of that, um, yeah, Shingard, he, he's the most annoying. <laughs> I love how disrespectful you are without even <laughs> pronouncing his name right. It's so dismissive. <laughs> it is. It's, it's, hmm, makes me feel good. Um... If it was just TNG Alexander, I would I would vote for him hands down easy. But on Deep Space Nine, I think he appears only two times. He really isn't that bad. He's just a loser Klingon. But he actually adds something to Klingons in general because he's the first time we see a loser Klingon. That means there are more than just Alexander loser, lame-ass, raised on Earth or Andoria or, or on, uh, what is it, Vulcan Klingons. They're out there. And, and it was a different actor, which also added to the fact that I didn't really dis dislike him on that show. Uh, I don't know the other character, though. But you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to vote for him anyway. Just to make Lauren happy mad. It's all tied Thank up you. and coming down to you there, Mike. You know, you, you really almost had me with the Alexander is just, you know, yeah, he's a, he's, just a, he's a slacker Klingon. If I was a Klingon, I'd probably be more like Alexander. <laughs> um, you know, I never really thought about it that way. And I don't know who the other character is, but then I remembered that Alexander, his annoying episodes, especially his most annoying episode, intertwines with a Loxwana Troy. And I think that just sort of gives the edge to Alexander in being more annoying. Alright, and Alexander moves on into the next round. We're on to our next fight. Seth, this one is yours. It is short round from Temple of Doom versus Howard the Duck. 
Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones. <laughs> uh, short round. You know, he really didn't annoy me that much. He was interesting. But uh, Howard the Duck, I mean, are we speaking like movie Howard the Duck? Are we speaking comics Howard the Duck? Or whatever, whatever you I like. want. Whatever All right. you like. Well, I never read the comic that much. I understand it was more like a satire comedy thing. And the movie I thought was just terrible, even as a kid. I mean, uh, I only ever saw the movie, only paid through the comic. So my vote goes to Howard the Duck. A vote for Howard the Duck. Lauren. I'll be honest. I- I've never really seen Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. So I, I know of the character, but I've never really sat down and, and watched him. But Howard the Duck, there was a huge movement back in the 70s that Howard the Duck was just the character. I remember he was on buttons and t-shirts. He was he was like a kitsch icon kind of thing. He that was wasn't president really in 76. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Him and 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 what uh, and Trump, they both can run together because... Uh, God, that was that 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 whole time. I was just, I, yeah, as a kid, I was just like, "What the frick is this? Who, who cares? It's a fucking duck. It's a Donald Duck ripoff." And in that movie, ugh, that was just. I, there's, there's no words to express my contempt <laughs> for that. For that that horrible, horrible. What was George Lucas thinking? My God, he had the frickin' franchise of all franchises, and now he wants to put it all. On the line for for, for for a puppet duck? A duck? Come on. So yeah, your vote Howard is going for Howard the Duck. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think I've made that clear. I think so, yeah. Um, Short Round is a fucking bomb. I love Short Round. I hate you, Mike, for putting him on this. Hooray. He doesn't deserve to be on here at all. Short Round is one of the greatest characters of all time because I was almost Short Round's age when I saw him, and I loved him. Dr. Jones! No time for love, Dr. Jones! Come on! I love him! So I have to vote for Howard the Duck. My vote goes to Howard. Mike? Uh, yeah, I, I hate Short Round. Um, I think Short Round is the prototype for Jar Jar Binks uh, he was someone thrown in there to appeal to kids which apparently he did and I'm not saying Lucas isn't smart for it but since I wasn't a kid when that movie came out um, he sucked and he, that that to me is you know when people complain about uh, Crystal Skull I, I usually just kind of say I don't think Temple of Doom or Last Crusade are particularly good movies either uh, nothing no, they just seem to have missed what I liked about Raiders of the Lost Ark. And uh, Howard the Duck, the movie was horrible, but I did like the comic book. So I'll vote for Short Round. Uh, vote for Short Round. And Jason? Oh, this is a tough one for me because I actually like both these characters. Uh, Short Round, annoying? Uh, he's not even the most annoying person in Indy's group in that movie. That goes to Willie. And I know it's intentionally annoying, but it it worked. Uh, Short round was just fun, and he might be a little bit, uh, you know, Jar Jar Binks ish. But I, I I'll surrender that because he was fun. And then Howard the Duck. My only exposure is the movie, but I loved that movie, and I I seem to remember seeing uh, Leah Thompson's boobs in that movie. So, um, shit. God damn it. I gotta vote for a short round because boobs. <laughs> a vote for short round. 
But how are Can the I Ducks? Change my answer? Oh wait, you want to change your vote to short round? No, well the boob thing kind of got me. I forgot about that. You're, no, you're, I'll stick with Howard. I'll stick with Howard. Boobs can't save that. Well, because yeah, I could I could have sw- switched it back and gone duck boobs at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, it kind of cancels out. So, <laughs> <laughs> but Howard the duck moves on, and we are on to our next fight. Lauren, this one is yours. It is Jessica Hamby from True Blood versus Esri Dax from Deep Space Nine. Um. So a waitress versus a security officer. Was she a security officer? She wasn't she was even. She was an ensign. An ensign. Mm-hmm. And then they so, her just because. So basically a nobody versus a nobody. Who got paid more? Um, the Federation has got- no money. <laughs> well, then... Well then, uh, I would assume that I then I would have to go with uh, the DS Nine check because at least at least the waitress got some money. All right, a vote for Esri Dax. Um, who am I going to go with here? Uh, you know what? Fuck it. I like Esri Dax. Uh, I I found her to be very attractive. I like the fact that she banged Worf and Kira and who else did she bang? And I know it was Mirror Universe Esri, but. I don't didn't, care. Didn't she end up with Bashir? And that's right. Bashir. She did end up fucking Bashir. It so, was it was the waitress chick, uh, Rom's uh, wife, uh, the Chase Master. Oh, that's right. It was Leela, Alita. Yeah. Oh goodness yeah. gracious! But uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, I, I like Esri too much to vote for her as being annoying. So I'm going to go with Jessica, uh, Mike. Yeah, I pretty much uh, have to agree completely with that. I I quite liked. Esri, I don't blame her for it not really working. Um, you know, they they kind of were in a, a tight situation. They had to get a character in and up to speed really quickly, and I thought it was a good choice to make it a very different character from Jadzia. And uh, she was really hot, and she was on the Kids in the Hall. So I'm going to vote for Jessica Hamby because I don't even know who that is. So that's the uh, red-headed vampire chick who's still a virgin and will always be a virgin because every time you put it in her, she seals back up because she's a, a vampire. Anyway, Jason? <laughs> what? Uh, I've never seen True Blood, so what? <laughs> I, I, uh, well, I like Esri Dax, but I, I'm so confused and horrified. Um, Jessica Hamby, because... Gross. <laughs> a vote for Jessica and Seth. I can't believe Esri Dax is not getting all these votes. First of all, she was a last season drop-in because uh, they had they got rid of the other Dax because she couldn't fulfill her contractual obligation. You know, the writer's too busy wrapping up the last season to do anything really cool with her. Nicole DeBert, yeah, she was... She was cute, but she was not a good actress, guys. Come on. She was ditzy, she was goofy, and she was a screw-up of a character. Esri Dax, uh, she gets my vote. A vote for Esri Dax, but... uh, Jessica Hamby is moving on. Wait, you know what? No, she's not. Wait, no, yes, she is, because I find her really annoying. She hasn't shown her boobs. She's the only character on that damn show that you haven't seen her tits. So, for that alone, she moves on, and Jessica Hamby moves on, and we're on to our next fight. It is Hawkman from DC Comics versus Seth Rogen. And 
I know Lauren put Seth Rogen in any role on this list. He just any role you just pick a, a Seth Rogen role and he hates him automatically. Um, but Hawkman is really, really fucking annoying to me. I can't stand Hawkman. I hate Hawkman fans. I hate the fact that they keep trying to make Hawkman cool. Why? He's just a guy who puts on fucking strap-on wings and flies. He sucks. People, he sucks. So I've got to go with Hawkman. Mike? Yeah, I actually like uh, both of these uh, quite a bit. I've liked a lot of Seth Rogen movies. Uh, Not all. I've liked quite a few Hawkman stories. Not all. Um, But I figure... You know, we've gone pretty far into round one without any spite. So I'll vote for Seth Rogen just because you voted for Hawkman. Fuck you, Mike. Uh, Jason. <laughs> okay, um, I've only seen a couple of Seth Rogen movies. He's a bit annoying, but Hawkman is like this now in the comics, and I think it was in uh, J- uh, Justice League unlimited cartoon he's this creepy like reincarnation stalker guy of hawk girl and that's just weird it's not just i mean stalking is annoying enough you're gonna stalk a girl throughout all her uh reincarnations that's fucked up hawkman a vote for hawkman seth yeah, Hawkman has that ever-changing origin thing going on. They might need, like, Doctor Who to fix it all. Uh, if you guys are ever on YouTube, look up um, this Green Lantern Hawkman video where all the heroes are in a bar talking about our movies, and Hawkman's like, hey, where's my movie? It's fantastic. They tear him up. But Seth Rogen, who put Seth Rogen on this list? That is inspired because I can't stand the Cedar Man. I can't stand hearing his voices in movies, cartoons, or otherwise. I don't like stoner comedy. He's like a living avatar, so Seth Rogen and everything. But uh, what do people really like about him besides that? I mean, he doesn't really act because that's who he is. So my vote's for Seth Rogen. A vote for Seth Rogen. It is all tied up and coming down to the man that put Seth Rogen on the list. Lauren, where are you going? Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? First of all, when Jeff Johns wrote Hawkman, it was great. They they were trying to make him the DC equivalent of Wolverine. And they they just about got him, and then he got off the book, because apparently he wasn't making enough money. They they turned Hawkman into a cool character. Seth Rogen, he's a character who's trying to be cool, and he probably was in the first movie that he did, playing a stoner. But after the <laughs> whatever. But after the sixth movie, after the sixth movie, yeah, no, no, I, I've had enough. And you know what? And then he totally ruined it by trying to be the, the Green Hornet. And come on, that movie sucked. I saw that movie for free, and I still wanted my mo- my money back. So yes, Seth Rogen. A vote for Seth Rogen, and Seth Rogen wins. Moving on to our next fight. Mike, this fight is yours. It is Edward Cullen from Twilight versus Wesley Crusher from TNG. Hmm. While I do hate uh, sparkly vampires and, and all of that, and just the whole thing, it's really, really annoying. Um, Wesley's a classic. You know, Wesley was 
one of the first great modern annoying characters um, from that stupid little rainbow ensign outfit to saving the day um, you know eventually I think I did grow to appreciate it um, but man I hated that kid back when that show started and um, that that is still with me even though logically I can get around it um, and I'm just going to vote for Wesley because I I really... He's one of the reasons I stopped watching Star Trek. Uh, vote for Wesley Crusher. Jason! Okay, uh, we got uh, Edward Cullen from some, uh, something I've never read or seen and don't intend to because the fans are annoying versus, uh, like Mike said, someone who damn near ruined Star Trek for me. Uh, he's so annoying. And how does he keep saving their asses? They're supposedly the best crew in Starfleet. Uh... Wesley Crusher. Uh, vote for Wesley Crusher. Seth. Well, Wesley Crusher kind of annoyed me. He never really panned out. Uh, what, a traveler? What? What is that? I don't know. He was like a Mary Sue insert character for Gene Roddenberry. And it seemed kind of weird to me. But Edward Cullen, man. Oh, my gosh. He kind of embodies the whole hate for Twilight. You know, he's a bad actor. The guy... Uh, Robert Pattinson, who plays him, he is terrible. So my vote is for Edward Cullen. Uh, vote for Edward Cullen. Lauren? Um, I'm going to have to go pretty much with Wesley. Not so much the character so much, but by the guy who played him. What an annoying little prick. I met him in person. I just, I just wanted to slap the, the taste out of his mouth. And that's what... Jean-Luc Picard should have done just when nobody was just looking just take his his phaser and just just backhand him with it just put him slap him just do something that kid needed to, to die so yeah Wesley uh, vote for Wesley um I think I'm gonna vote for well you know I don't want to vote for Wesley I like Wesley I have no real problem with Wesley Crusher I mean he did get raped in the rape van by uh, the traveler that's fine that's cool that's at least what Alan implied a few episodes back um, Edward Cullen is hilarious I mean he's a 200 year old guy who's still fucking teenage girls and uh, it he has the ability to turn them into, like, his sex slaves, apparently, that will have babies. And I, Seriously, I can't wait for the fourth of the fourth Twilight movie when she has the, the weird, freaky rape sex and the baby comes out and she, the baby falls in love with the werewolf and the werewolf falls in love with baby because it's love at first sight bullshit. I can't wait until that happens. So <laughs> I'm going to vote for Edward Cullen. Because I, I really do. I want to see what happens to all the fandom when the fourth movie comes out. And But Wesley Crusher is moving on. And we are on to our next fight. Jason, this one is yours. It is Dr. Pulaski uh, from The Next Generation versus Scott Tracker and T-Bob from Mask. Uh, okay. Um, shit. This is someone I don't know versus someone I didn't really mind. Uh, I actually kind of like Dr. Uh... Dr. Pulaski. I thought she was uh, an improvement over uh, Beverly Crusher, who I couldn't stand right from the start. Uh, Scott Tracker and T-Bob. Is that what it says? Yep. Yeah. 
a, a vote for Scott Tracker and T-Bob. Seth? Uh, Dr. Pulaski never really annoyed me uh, really that much. I mean, is she any less annoying than Beverly Crusher? I really don't think so. And um, is the hate for her because she didn't like Data that much? Is that it? I don't know, but... Scott Tracker and T-Bob, man, they were annoying. They were like the kid identification uh, character in Mask. And like, uh, to me at the time, but, uh, you know, I still hated them. Scott Tracker and T-Bob. Another vote for Scott Tracker and T-Bob. Lauren. Dr. Pulaski wasn't so much annoying as she was just boring. She would come onto the screen and I just, I just turned it off because I didn't find her hot or attractive or interesting as a person or as an actress. Well, you know, the actress who played her. So, however, Scott Tracker and T-Bob, I always watched that show, and I just wish that Miles Mayhem would just, like, push him out of a plane or something or, you know, I even rape him. I don't care. Rape him on, on TV. Just. <laughs> just as annoying. That stupid little robot just needed to be crushed into a tin can. So um, I don't know if you get my subtleties, but uh, I'm going to vote for uh, Scott Tracker and T-Bob. A vote for Scott Tracker and T-Bob from Mask. And yes, the hatred for Dr. Pulaski is absolutely because she never called him data. She called him data. She didn't even take, he, he would correct her. He's like, my name is data, doctor. And she's like, okay, data. Like, motherfucking bitch. She told, he told you what his name is. <laughs> Call him by his goddamn name. And she never did. Well, Fuck much, that bitch. Much like Lauren here, she was very dismissive of data. <laughs> very much so. I hate her for that. Mike? Yeah, the uh, her, her data attitude pretty much summed it up. I, I stopped watching Star Trek in, uh, in season one. Uh, Wesley was one of the reasons for that. I tried it again in season two and said, oh my God, they got rid of that horrible doctor and replaced her with a worse doctor and stopped watching the show again. <laughs> But, unfortunately, Scott Tracker and T-Bob, moving on to the next round, on to our next fight. Seth, this one is yours. It is Anakin Skywalker versus XL from XL Saga. Alright, I get the feeling nobody else here is going to know who XL is but me. But everybody knows who Anakin Skywalker is. So, XL is the living embodiment of that annoying fangirl of anything. Especially, like, manga or anything like that. This is their template they follow. This girl, like, the super deformed freakouts, this is all this character is. So, my vote is for XL. A vote for XL Saga. Lauren? Yeah, I don't know who XL is, but he cannot be anywhere near as annoying as Anakin. Either little kid Anakin who I refer to as Mannequin Skywalker because he was just, he was, he was horrible. He was just horrible. Are you an angel? No, idiot. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a person getting some money for this stupid ass movie. And then just continuously whine and whine how he, how he was in love with Natalie Portman. And oh, I love her. I love her. You know what? I loved her too. I, I, I still, fantasize about her, but you know what? It's time to move on. So, yes, I will vote for Anakin Skywalker, the little jackass. A vote for Anakin Skywalker. 
Um, I was reading the blog the other day, the, the, the Geek Fights blog. Karen wrote about XL, and she had a very good point. If the character is that horrible and that annoying, why do people keep watching? And uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Because uh, they are all themselves annoying fangirls. See, that's probably why. But Anakin Skywalker, he doesn't get cool until the fourth, the third movie, when when he kills all those kids. I'm sorry, that is my absolute favorite moment. And if it wasn't for that, I absolutely, totally, completely hate him. And, and I didn't think he got interesting until he turned into uh, James Earl Jones. Well, no, no, I don't even count that as Anakin Skywalker. That's no, he is not Anakin Skywalker. That that's Darth Vader. Anakin Skywalker is the kid running around whining about shit. And he does whine a whole hell of a lot. But not as much as a little kid. He actually whines more as a teenager and a young adult than he did in the, the first movie. Uh, I'm still going to vote for Anakin, though. Fuck it. Mike? Uh, you know, Anakin is pretty annoying. But uh, the thing that's really even more annoying than Anakin is the complaining about Anakin. I mean, complaining about a guy complaining too much. Um, so I'm kind of tired of that. And uh, I don't know who this Excel is, but I know I find Microsoft Excel really annoying. So I will vote for Excel. <laughs> a vote for Excel. It is all tied up and coming down to you, Jason. Uh. I don't know who my uh, Excel from Excel Saga is, but if she's anything like like most of the little girl characters in most of the animes I've seen, which is admittedly not many, but it's enough to know that she's probably really goddamn annoying and she's probably weird and she I bet she has pink hair and hair yes she and does very giant eyes ding ding I'm ding sure. ding you win yeah <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah you know, and then there's of course there's Anakin Skywalker who's been the punching bag for since 1999 and still going. Uh, he has his moments where he starts to seem to pull his head out of his ass in episode three. He has like two or three, including like Damon says, the part where he just slaughters everything in the Jedi temple. So it seems like he's starting to come out of it. And every time he started to come out of it, he would, you know, you know, pitch another fit and whine and complain a little bit more. So I got to go with Anakin Skywalker because he just never seemed to get it. Just shut up. <laughs> Uh, vote for Little Orphan Annie, and Anakin Skywalker is moving on to the next round, on uh, to our next fight. Lauren, this one is yours. It is Michael Scott from The Office versus Jessica slash Nikki Saunders from Heroes. Which one was which one was that from Heroes? Who uh, was her character? There was she was freezing, and what was her first power? Oh, that's right. Oh, no, 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 the freezing one was a different character. Yes. Wait, wait, there were, that's right, there's three of them. There, there, it, well, if you're counting from your names, there's four. Because Jessica and Nikki were a split personality of one person. Yeah. But they were sisters too, what? originally, weren't they? That was, no, that was one person with a split personality. And then there was... I thought she had a sister who died. She had two sisters. There, there were triplets. It's uh. very confusing. <laughs> you know what? This, this this whole explanation is actually kind of annoying. Yes. I mean, Michael Scott's just funny, so uh, I'll go with Nikki and Jessica just because I, that whole explanation of who who was what and what was who. I'm never going to remember that. So 
Yeah, Nikki and Jessica. Nikki and Jessica. Hopefully they don't move on to the next round. Um, Michael Scott is very funny, but there are the, the the what a lot of people don't like about The Office is awkwardness, and The Office is chock full of it. Uh, but Nikki or Jessica, that whole storyline was stupid, and I'm glad they killed her off and brought on uh, what is what's Uhura for season two for half a second to be the grandma of the kid. So I'm going to go for Nikki and Jessica. Mike? They, they would kill her and bring her back, and kill her and bring her back, and while well, she wasn't dead, and then, okay, well, there she's another one, and then now she's another one, and what the fuck? Just kill her. Nikki. I'll vote for Jessica and Nikki. Uh, Jason. Uh, the whole thing about heroes is I, I don't think any of those characters were meant to go longer than the season, and it they should have stuck to their original. Yeah, that they should have <laughs> stuck to their original plan. Uh, as far as Michael from The Office goes, I, I'm assuming that Steve Clarell's character. I've only seen like two episodes of The Office each version. Uh, he wasn't the one who annoyed the crap out of me. The guy who was dating the secretary, Pam, he annoyed the crap out of me with the constant mugging to the camera, and I get it. It's a, it's a fake documentary. Stop it. Uh, so I'm going to vote for Jessica and Nikki because I, you know, there's one character who was entertaining and two characters who were annoying the crap out of me, so there are two of them. <laughs> a vote for Jessica and Nikki. Is it a clean sweep, Seth? Well, The Office and, you know, Michael Scott, uh, sometimes annoying, but sometimes funny as well. I never got into The Office. I've seen it a couple of times. But I watched the first three and a half seasons of Heroes. And Jessica and Nikki were one character with split personality. Then there was um, Tracy, who had the ice powers. And then there was uh, Barbara, which we didn't see much of. But it was all very confusing. It's like they really didn't want this actress to go, but they wanted to kill off the character. It was so stupid and convoluted. It's a clean sweep. <laughs> Vote for Jessica and Nikki. And they're moving on to the next round. And we're at our last fight of the first round. It is Jar Jar Binks versus Snarf from, from Thundercats. Um, Snarf? Snarf? It's, it's really co- You know what? I don't hate Jar Jar. I, I don't hate him. He, I didn't even find him annoying the first time. I think I just jumped on the, the hate Jar Jar bandwagon. He's actually kind of funny. Plus, without Jar Jar Binks, the Emperor doesn't become the Emperor, and then we don't get Darth Vader. So I'm going to go with Snarf just to be annoying. Mike? Uh, I'll go with, uh, with Jar Jar. He is, much like Wesley, uh, was one of the classics of annoying characters. Uh, Jar Jar is up there in the pantheon, and uh, he deserves to move on. A vote for Jar Jar Binks, Jason. Pantheon. I'm imagining a Mount Rushmore with Wesley Crusher and Jar Jar, and well, Snarf and Ace uh, yeah, and Ace Ventura, Mount Crapmore. Uh, yeah, Jar Jar, like like Anakin. Since about 1999, Jar Jar has been, like, not just the punching bag. He's been, like, burned in effigy by geeks around the world. Uh, And then I consider him redeeming himself in episode two because he has basically one line, and that line hands over the the galaxy to the Emperor. So that's kind of redeeming. And then Snarf was just 
so goddamn annoying. And I'm I'm worried that in this new Thundercats they're going to bring out here shortly that they're going to have Snarf in it and be even more annoying because they always seem to turn the volume up on the annoying character in the reboots. So, Snarf. I'll vote for Snarf. Seth. Yeah, in the 80s, I'm not sure if, like, strange speech impediments where you said your name, like the Smurfs or Snarf, were in or anything like that. But Snarf was pretty annoying in an annoying show with annoying speech impediments. But Jar Jar Banks, I mean, what can I say about the guy that everybody kind of pins the hatred of the prequels to? So I got to vote for Jar Jar. A vote for Jar Jar. It is all tied up and coming down to you there, Lauren. You know, when I was when I was used to watch Thundercats, I always thought like Snarf had um, Tourette's or something because he'd always go Snarf, Snarf. I thought he, I thought he actually had Tourette's, so I, that didn't annoy me so much. Jar Jar, however, as I was an adult and watched this show, this movie, and I'm just like, are you, are you serious? Are you kidding me? This is how this this is how he talks. No, yeah. I, I can't, I can't, I cannot deal with him. He's, he's the impediment of the entire stupidity that is associated with episode one. So I will go with Jar Jar Binks. And Jar Jar Binks moves on to the second round. And uh, we'll be back right after this. Radioactive robot lizard, but with horn rimmed glasses and a pocket protector. <laughs> That's nerdy. We're on the rampage, laying waste to the geek landscape. We'll talk movies, TV, comics, toys, video games. And sometimes we talk turkey. Don't you mean chicken? <laughs> That's right. So check us out at megapodzilla.com. We're also available on iTunes and the Zoom Marketplace. Aw, yeah. <laughs> We're back doing what we do every week, coming at you with a little geek cred. Uh, we're going to start off with Jason. You've heard him a hundred times this year. Uh, Jason, what is your geek cred? Uh, well, let's see. Um, I try to keep mine to the theme of the episode, so uh, I'm betting a lot of people find me annoying. I, I'm not even betting. Uh, most of the people I know find me annoying. Uh, but uh, like most geeks, I watch and read a lot of stuff, and become annoyed at things I read about them and most of them involve Wesley Crusher or soap operas because those are weird <laughs> alright uh, Seth what's your key cred sir uh, well I'm on a podcast called the Gamma Quadrant where we review Deep Space Nine episode by episode uh, you may have heard of us Trekcast has talked about us before <laughs> but uh, they're good guys over there but um yeah, I enjoy uh, Star Trek, of course, and a lot of anime, as some of these anime lists on here are mine. And uh, I enjoy consuming media. <laughs> Okie dokie. And Lauren. Well, I'm the owner of Michigan's coolest comics and collectibles store, Warp 9. And it's not so much the characters or the actors of movie of comic-related movies that annoy me, it's more or less my customer base. They annoy me. 
<laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding. No, you're not. <laughs> no, not really. It, it would be the it would be the perfect job. If it wasn't for all these customers. Yeah, they should just walk in the door, give you money, and walk away. That'd be cool, right? They don't even have to walk in. You just put the money under the door. Okay, <laughs> that'll work. Yeah, just, can they ask for copies of Navy Seals too? <laughs> like that. <laughs> He made a Navy SEALs reference. A reference. Uh, he, made, he made a clerk's reference. I was <laughs> responding to his Randall reference. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Anyway, let's start back up and do some more annoying shit. Uh, um, oh, crap. I didn't write this down. Mike, this fight is yours. It is Deanna Troy versus Chloe Armstrong. Uh, yeah, you know, my, my love for Star Trek is great. So that means the things that are annoying in Star Trek uh, will always pain me more. So, Deanna Troy. Uh, vote for Deanna Troy. Jason. Okay. Uh, well, it's Deanna Troy, who still kind of annoys me. Uh, judging by the previous episode, after I listened to that, apparently what annoys me most about Deanna Troy is she's not versus Kambada. So, but versus someone who I have no idea who she is, and I still have no idea who she is. So, Deanna Troy. Another vote for Deanna Troy. Seth. Well, as much as I criticize Deanna Troy, I really didn't hate her or find her annoying. But I am not a really a fan of Stargate at all. My vote is for Chloe, whoever she may be. A vote for Chloe Armstrong. Lauren. I'm I'm still waiting for my um, Greek salad and pita bread. So yeah, I'm going to go with Deanna Troy. A uh, vote for Deanna Troy, and um, I'm going to I'm going to throw a little love hate to Chloe Armstrong. Um, her character is probably the most annoying part of Stargate Universe, other than Stargate Universe itself. Uh, she's really only there to look hot and bang. Uh, a young soldier boy guy for a while, and then she gets abducted, and then she becomes super smart, and then she saves the day a couple times. She's really annoying. Uh, but Deanna Troy, luckily, is moving on, and uh, I, I do find her annoying as well. And we are on to our next fight. Jason, this one is yours. It is Batman versus Lenny Luthor. Uh, well, I voted for Batman because his fans annoyed me. But Lenny Luther himself annoys me, and John Cryer annoys me a lot more. So, again, uh, there are two of them. Lenny Luther. A vote for Lenny Luther. Uh, Seth. Yeah, Batman. I, I still don't get it. I mean, Dark Knight Returns is one of the best graphic novels of all time. You know, Lenny Luther. Uh, I barely remember him. Just like Superman Four, I give him a vote. A vote for Lenny Luther, Lauren. Yeah, I think Lenny Luthor is the one person that Batman definitely can beat up. So I'm going to go with Lenny Luthor. That little jerk. Another vote for Lenny Luthor. Um, Yeah, I I still got to go for Batman. Um, He's never as cool as everybody really wants him to be. He's a cool character, don't get me wrong. But he's never as cool as everybody tells you he is. You buy into the fucking bat hype. Yeah, that's right. I called it bat hype. Just like the bat plane, the bat car, the bat boat, the bat ski do. I, 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 I really don't like Batman, so I'm gonna go with Batman. Don't forget the bat. Don't forget the bat credit card. See, oh, see the bat card. Oh, 
Mike? Well, I, I was going to back you up on the Batman thing until the Bat credit card was mentioned because that's awesome. So I vote for Lenny. Another vote for Lenny Luther, and Lenny Luther moves on into the next round. Next fight is yours, Seth. It is Ace Ventura versus Harry Kim. Yeah, like I said before, Harry Kim was just kind of boring, and no stories were revolved around them. And not really annoying. Ace Ventura, super annoying. That's my vote. Uh, votes for Ace Ventura. Lauren? It's not even a fair fight. I mean, you got Harry Kim, who's, again, not annoying so much as just boring and just there, whereas Ace Ventura, who you just, you just want to put some pencils in his eye sockets. So, yeah, I, I, think, I think Ace Ventura. Yeah. A vote for Ace Ventura. Um, Harry Kim holds the distinction of the only person from the Alpha Quadrant to not make it back to the Alpha Quadrant when Voyager gets home. But, say, but he was on the ship. Yes, but everybody forgets that he dies in like season three or season four with Naomi Wildman, another <laughs> character I really dislike. But, um, yeah, Ace Ventura is just a little bit more annoying. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm going to vote for Ace Ventura. Uh, Mike? Yeah, Ace Ventura is a juggernaut on this list, so uh, clean sweep. Not a clean sweep yet, Jason. Is it a clean sweep? <laughs> uh, yes, it is, but I, I just wanted to say I'm sorry, Harry Kim. Uh, I, I remember reading an interview where Garrett Wang said that they were told by the producers to make the Starfleet characters boring. Well, that's real fucking smart. So really, maybe it should be Rick Berman and Brandon Braga on this list instead of Harry Kim, but bye-bye, Harry. Hello, Ace. Uh, vote for Ace Ventura, and Ace Ventura wins in a clean sweep. And we are on to our next fight. Lauren, this one is yours. It is Scrappy-Doo versus Alexander Rochenko. Alexander Roshenko, that that's uh, the guy from um, Neon Genesis? No, it is Alexander from Deep Space Nine and TNG. Worf's son. Oh. Uh, you know what? Again, Scrappy-Doo just needed to be just, like, kicked out of the mystery machine. He just annoyed the hell out of me. And I was a child when it when, when he first debuted, I think it was like seven or eight. Now, even as a kid, I just God, I just hated that 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 fucking little dog. And I'm a dog person. I love dogs, but not that dog. So Scrappy, a vote for Scrappy do. Um, I think I'm going to go with Alexander, uh, and, and it's probably for. Uh, I hate Fistful of Datas. That's an episode I really dislike. But I can't remember the I can't remember the name of the one where Alexander travels back in time from the the future to protect his father because his father died and some other convoluted shit. So oh, that that episode was called Back to the Future too. No, <laughs> it wasn't. I think it's like Legacy or something like that. Fistful of Data's is Back to the Future three. There oh you my go. God, it is. But I'm voting for Alexander Roshenko. Mike. Yeah, I really didn't know where to go on this one until the Back to the Future stuff came out, so uh, I'll go with that and vote Alexander. <laughs> Another vote for Alexander. Jason? Okay. Uh, 
I don't like Alexander, but he was, like I said, he was the impetus for Warp killing Duras, which was one of my favorite Warp moments. Uh, oh, especially, yeah. especially the way Riker comes in and uh, just sees him, just kill him. Uh, but Scrappy-Doo is Scrappy-Doo, and he is always way fucking annoying. Uh, so, puppy power round two. A vote for Scrappy-Doo. It is all tied up and coming down to you, Seth. Well, well. Well, Alexander, yeah, he was clumsy. He was more human than Klingon. I mean, he liked jazz. He liked the Wild West. And he enjoyed a relationship with Waxana Troy, which, you know, might garnish him a vote. But Scrappy-Doo, I mean, he even as a kid, I knew it was terrible. When he syndicated Scooby-Doo and the Scrappy episodes were on, I changed to something else. It was terrible. Uh... Scrappy-Doo. A vote for Scrappy-Doo, and Scrappy-Doo moves on into the next round. On to our next fight. It is Howard the Duck versus Jessica Hamby. And uh, Jessica's going to get another vote for me because she is a very hot chick and the only hot chick on True Blood. And if you've ever watched True Blood, True Blood is basically porn. She's the only one to not get naked. And she has this whole storyline of she was a virgin when she turned, and because vampires heal very quickly, anytime somebody goes in there and puts his dick in her, it gets sealed up or it you know it rips it, and then she's a virgin again after a little while because she heals right back up. And she never got naked. Everybody got naked on that show, even the dudes. I'm going to go with Jessica. Mike? That is some very, very strong geek logic for Jessica um and I like Howard the Duck so Jessica a vote for Jessica uh Jason so quick side question about True Blood because I, I don't have HBO so no, I've seen I think like half an episode does that mean Michelle Forbes got naked on that show too yes you didn't really okay, see I, anything but I, she did I might have to look this up. I might have to look this show up. Uh, there's boobs in Howard the Duck, and there's duck boobs, but there's a lot more boobs in True Blood, so I'm going to vote for Jessica Hamby, because I'm intrigued now. <laughs> vote for Jessica. <laughs> Seth? Hey, well, I never watched True Blood, so I can't really hate a character i never known, but Howard the Duck was pretty annoying, even as a kid, so it's not going to be a clean sweep. I vote for Howard the Duck. A uh, Vote for Howard? Uh, Lauren. When I was a kid, my, um, my father had two ducks as, you know, at, at our house as pets. So, and they were the most fucking annoying pets in the world. Because you always had to clip their wings. And they, you know, they're, they're, ducks are jerks. They, they really, if you don't feed them, they just go quack, 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 quack. Much like Howard the Duck. If he don't, didn't get any attention, then he just rambles on and on and on, and it was annoying. So I must be tired because I don't know why I equated the two together, but fuck it, Howard the Duck. A vote for Howard the Duck, but Jessica is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Seth Rogen versus Wesley Crusher. Um, yeah, this is an easy one. I like Seth Rogen. I don't like Wesley. Uh, I don't think Seth Rogen ever got into a rape van with an alien. No, but didn't he? Wasn't he an alien 
that rapes people in that stupid new movie? Uh, no, no. He didn't actually rape people in that movie. Oh. <laughs> Let's see another movie then. Uh, no, no. You're thinking of Paul. He doesn't actually rape anybody in that. <laughs> he comes close, though. Uh, Jason. Wesley Crusher versus Seth Rogen. Uh, my... Uh, well, let's see. Uh, Seth Rogen had my favorite line in 40-Year-Old Version where he's like, you plant the seed, you grow the plant, and then you fuck the plant. I love that line. Uh, Wesley Crusher played by Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton is a villain on that retarded Big Bang Theory. So, Wesley Crusher. Uh, vote for Wesley Crusher. Seth. Well, Wesley Crusher, my favorite scene with him is actually when Picard goes to Starfleet Academy and really reams him out for being a stupid jerk. Oh, that scene is awesome. I love that. But Seth Rogen, I'm throwing a vote to Seth Rogen because I'm voting for several characters there in every movie he's been in. So, Seth Rogen. <laughs> Another vote for Seth Rogen. Lauren. The thing is, Seth Rogen was actually enjoyable in a couple films, but I don't remember which ones they were because... He pretty much plays the same character in every single film, even in the Green Hornet. He was a little bit of a little stoner partier in that movie. But, uh, God, Wesley Crusher, man, he, again, you just wanted the car to just bitch slap him. And it's a tough call. But, uh, yeah, because of the little rainbow bright uniform he wore, I'm going I'm to go with Wesley. A vote for Wesley Crusher. And I will very quickly make it Wesley Crusher 2. Wesley Crusher moves on into the next round. And we are on to our next fight. Jason, this one is yours. It is Scott Tracker and T-Bob versus Anakin Skywalker. Uh, Well, I still don't know who Scott Tracker and T-Bob are. But Mask, was that the show where, like, the vehicles became other vehicles? Yes. Is that the one I'm thinking of? They were almost Transformers, but not really. Yeah, that, that was retarded. Um, and then you got Anakin Skywalker, who, um, well, he said Obi-Wan would be grumpy. And that that one, that line literally bounced me out of episode two, now that I think about it. So, Anakin Skywalker. A vote for Anakin Skywalker. Seth. Well, Anakin, um, we only see him a little bit when he takes the mask off and talks to Luke, right? And then he's a force ghost at the end of Jedi. Um, and that's it. I mean, we don't see him anymore. Can you really base a whole judgment off those two scenes? I mean, <laughs> I mean, he wasn't in anything else, right? Uh, Ice repression, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, my vote's for Anakin. Uh, yeah, he is pretty annoying. And uh, everybody kind of wishes that Lucas never went back and did a prequel. So, you know. Anakin. Another vote for Anakin Skywalker. Lauren. You know, yeah, T-Bob and, and, and the little the little kids, they were annoying, but at least every once in a while they saved the day. The only claim to fame that Anakin had was, was fucking Natalie Portman and turning into Vader. And it wasn't even him that turned into Vader. It was James Earl Jones. That just annoys me. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Anakin. Another vote for Anakin Skywalker. Um, yeah, it's Anakin. Uh, you know, Skytracker and T-Bob. It's Anakin Skywalker. Mike, is it a clean sweep? 
Uh, sure, what the hell. <laughs> Another and a little orphan Annie moving on into the next round, and we are on to our next fight. Seth, this one is yours. It is Jessica and Nikki versus Jar Jar Binks. Oh, come on. It's not even a contest. I mean, it's got to be Jar Jar Binks. I mean, what can I say? It hasn't been said before all over the internet. A vote for Jar Jar Binks. Lauren? Yeah, Mies are going to vote for Jar Jar just because of that. <laughs> fucking speech impediment. Oh, Jar Jar Binks. I love Jar Jar. I mean, he, he, he lucks into everything, and he almost got into the next episode, and I, I, the next episode is Star Trek versus Star Wars Showdown, and I could see him winning that. But, um, yeah, I've gotta, I'm going to go with Jar Jar, too. Jessica and Nikki, heroes in general is uh, annoying, not, but not as not annoying as Jar Jar Binks. Uh, Mike? Uh, I'm going to vote for Nikki and Jessica. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't have a huge problem with Jar Jar, um, but those, you know, I, I decided early on I was going to do a character from uh, Heroes to put on this list, and uh, first it was going to be Peter, and I was like, oh no, it's got to be Mohinder. Mohinder's the, Mohinder's the worst, and I'm looking over a character list, and then I saw. Nikki, Jessica, whoever, and just remembered how much I hated that character. All of them. Every version. Even when it was a completely different person. I that that I put it on the list for a reason. I absolutely hated that all of those characters. Even though I like Allie Larder, which is kinda of funny. But uh even though I not she's not gonna win or they're not gonna win. I'm still voting for Jessica and all the other crazy heroes chicks. All right, a vote for Jessica and Nikki. Uh, Jason. Uh, well, what can I say about Jar Jar Banks? I'm not gonna. Uh, Jessica and Nikki. I mean, that whole storyline was stupid. I think I had that figured out halfway through episode two that it was some split personality thing, and they they pushed it like it was actually a fucking mystery for a good three or four more episodes after that. There's so much that heroes tried to do right and failed with, even in just that first season. That and Jessica and Nikki was right at the top of that list. So Jessica and Nikki, a vote for Jessica and Nikki, but Jar Jar Banks moves on. And we're on to our next fight. It's for the first spot in the final four. Lauren, this one is yours. It is Deanna Troy versus Lenny Luther. Well, at least I can have sex with Deanna Troy. So Lenny Luther, you just you kinda wanna fuck Deanna Troy, but you wanna fuck up Lenny Luthor. So yeah, let's go with Lenny. A vote for Lenny Luther. And you know, I never thought of it that way. And when I when I got to meet her in person, she is a gorgeous woman. And this was like 10 years after the show had already been off the air. She's really pretty. Um, I don't want to fuck John Cryer. I don't think I ever will. So I'm going to go with Lenny Luther. Mike? Uh, you know, I will, I will go ahead and vote for Deanna Troy. Um... Because you want to fuck John Cryer? Because I want to fuck John Cryer. And because, you know, John Cryer put up with Charlie Sheen. 
And uh, so he, he is powerful against the Tiger blood. All right. <laughs> A vote for Deanna Troy. Jason. Yeah, you could you could fuck Deanna Troy, but you know, you're going to be neck deep in, you know, you're going to have to deal with two Rikers and a Wharf after that because, they, you know, here they'll come. Uh, Lenny Luther. Uh, screw it. I'm going to tie it up and vote for Deanna Troy. <laughs> vote for Deanna Troy. It is all tied up and coming down to you there, Seth. Yeah, uh, Deanna Troy, her episodes were horrible, but Lenny Luther is such a forgettable character, so I'll vote for him. And Lenny Luther is into the final four for most annoying character. Wow. On to our next fight. It is Ace Ventura versus Scrappy Doo. And I have never really been that annoyed by Scrappy. Never. I, I don't know why. Uh, as a matter of fact, in the first Scooby-Doo movie, when he turns out to be the villain, I loved that. I thought that was hilarious. Um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with uh, Ace Ventura, the pet detective. Mike? Uh, you know, I I think I'm going to go with... Uh with Scrappy, because in a strange way, he was the precursor to Mini-Me. And you didn't like Mini-Me? I like Mini-Me. <laughs> but a vote for Scrappy-Doo. Jason? Uh, all the things that I said about Scrappy-Doo are still going, but I first I should probably argue, see, Ace Ventura not only um, ruined comedies for a good three or four years, because there were quite a few Ace Ventura or attempts at Ace Ventura clones. And then, of course, there were all the Jim Carrey movies that followed. The, uh, the only Jim Carrey movie I've ever liked was The Truman Show. Uh, but Ace Ventura also ruined Sean Young, who I always thought was really hot and pretty damn talented. She was kind of like uh, an earlier version of Helena Bonham Carter, where she just got, she's got that I'm crazy and you'll like that about me look about her. But now I see Sean Young in other stuff, and I think of her, them, him turning her around and seeing what looks like a dump in the pants, and it's supposed to be a dick. And that pretty much ruined Sean Young for me. So I hate uh, not sending Scrappy-Doo on, but Ace Ventura. A vote for Ace. Seth. Yeah, I remember seeing the Ace Ventura movies when I was younger, and um, this is before Jim Carrey took a dramatic turn, which started around the Truman Show time, and this is when he was really, like, whacked out. Uh, but Scrappy-Doo is super more annoying than Ace Ventura, and I did hear about that villain in a live-action movie thing, but I'll never see that movie, so it's Scrappy-Doo. A vote for Scrappy-Doo. It is all tied up and coming down to you there, Lauren. Well, you can't blame Jim Carrey for ruining Sean Young's career. She ruined that all by herself. And am I the only one who found that scene a little bit hot with with the with the pants? I I probably shouldn't have said that out loud. Anyways, <laughs> um, you know what? Scrappy Doo had two annoying lines. He it was you know the put him up. He wanted a fight line and the puppy power line. However. Ace had so many annoying lines, a, a plethora of them, if you will, 
that you just and they and they all became catchphrases for the pet for the next five to seven years. Uh, you know, I, I just what, what turned into a, a a fun little movie turned into a pulp phenomenon, which turned into a fucking annoyance. So I'm going to go with Ace. And Ace Ventura makes it into the final four. Wow. Uh, Mike, this fight is yours. It is Jessica Hamby from True Blood versus Wesley Crusher. Wesley, all the way. Need he say more? A vote for Wesley. Jason? No amount of boobs on True Blood could make up for the fact that Wesley Crusher is Wesley Crusher. A vote for Wesley. Seth? Well, uh, what is with Wesley being able to solve every problem on the Enterprise, but he had trouble getting into Starfleet Academy? Uh, what sense does that make? Um, my vote is for Wesley, though, because I just don't want to talk about True Blood anymore. I hate that show. Another vote for Wesley. Lauren? I keep thinking you're saying Jessica Tandy, and I like Jessica Tandy better than I like Wesley Crusher. So just based off of that logic... I'm going to go with Wesley Crusher. Another vote for Wesley. It is not a clean sweep for me because, God damn it, that actress needs to get naked in this next season or I'm going to stop watching because she's gorgeous. So I'm voting for Jessica, and I'm annoyed that she has, isn't naked. But Wesley is moving on. He is in the Final Four. And for the last spot in the Final Four, it's Episode 1 all over again. Oh, boy. Jason, this falls to you. It is Anakin Skywalker versus Jar Jar Binks. Let's see. A lot of people like to say George Lucas ruined my childhood or whatever. George Lucas didn't ruin my childhood. Being fat and short ruined my childhood. Uh... Anakin Skywalker versus Jar Jar Binks. This is a this is a Titanic matchup. Um, I'm gonna vote for Jake Lloyd, who was Anakin Skywalker. A vote for Little Annie. Uh, Seth. I mean, the internet is now breaking in half at this question: Who was worse, Jar Jar Binks or Anakin Skywalker? <laughs> My goodness. George uh, R. Banks has got to be more annoying than Anakin. I mean, he was just terrible. He, as soon as I saw that character, when I went and seen episode one, the first day it was released, I'm like, what is this nonsense? So it's Jar Jar. A vote for Jar Jar Banks. Lauren. The thing is, you only see Jar Jar Banks majority of episode one, a little bit in episode two. And very, very little, just like one quick scene in episode three. Whereas you see Anakin Skywalker in all three episodes, just wishing that someone would lightsaber off his hands and stick him in that fucking suit already because the whining and the bitching and the complaining and the moaning. Uh, I, I, I love Natalie. Oh, but... But I, I can't have it because I'm a Jedi. Oh, but I'll be secret about it. I'm going to take her anyways. Yeah, just fuck him, Anakin. Get him out of here. I, and Anakin's the most annoying. A vote for Anakin Skywalker. 
Um, I, I, I normally at this point for I would heighten the 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 the, the mood. I would vote for Jar Jar Binks and tie it all up. But I don't. Uh, Lauren is absolutely right. Jar Jar Binks collectively is in about I don't know what three hours total of Star Wars. Anakin that's, Skywalker that's... is in like seventeen hours of Star Wars. He's in a ridiculous amount of Star Wars because he's also in the Clone Wars, and he he's in so much, and he's such a whiny bitch, annoying character. Uh, well, I have to defend here. He is actually good in Clone Wars. No, he was. See, he's good now because they got it completely out of Lucas's hands, and they're doing yes. stuff with it. Yes, but the Clone Wars movie that was in theaters was a pile of fucking shit. I will not defend that. <laughs> And so I've got to vote for Anakin Skywalker. Oh, he's so annoying. I, and I got to say, I am surprised because I thought Jar Jar would have swept this whole thing. You would think that, but Jar Jar is not that bad. There's so much less of Jar Jar. But my vote goes to Anakin. Mike, where does your vote lie? Uh, I would I would vote for Jar Jar because I, I don't... I never found Anakin nearly as annoying, and there's a lot of, of great stuff with Anakin. I mean, he used Jedi mind trick to bang Natalie Portman. That's pretty cool. He's part robot. That's pretty cool. Uh, he killed a bunch of kids. You know, none of this stuff is an, is the, the work of an annoying person. Almost killed his best friend. Good stuff. So I'm going to vote for Jar Jar. But you know, I, I love how you say it so matter-of-factly. Like, oh, yeah, you're pretty cool because you know you killed some kids and you know, basically <laughs> raped Natalie Portman. Oh, is this what we consider quote-unquote geek logic? <laughs> yep. <laughs> but Anakin Skywalker is into the final four. Shocker! It is. It is slightly a shocker. Uh, let's see. Who am I going for this next fight? Seth. This one goes to you. For a spot in the finals, it is Lenny Luther versus Ace Ventura. Okay, that one's a little bit easier. Uh, Ace Ventura is much more annoying than Lenny Luther. I mean, he, once again, he's only in the Superman 4 movie for a little bit. And Ace Ventura had, what, two entire movies? Maybe even more I don't know about because I stopped watching. Anyway, Ace Ventura. A vote for Ace Ventura. Lauren. Well, when you compare the two, I mean, yeah, East Ventura is, is annoying, but, you know, at least he gets the girl, he solves the crime. Lenny just, if, man, if I, if I was Lux Luthor, he would have just been, just been run over by, by a truck or something. I, I would have, I would have just handed him over to Superman. Like, yeah, you know what? It's all his idea. You should really, you know, take care of him. So just just because he was saddled with Luthor and Luthor didn't do anything, I, I'm, I'm going to go with Lenny as the most annoying. A uh, vote for Lenny Luthor. Um, I'm going to vote for Lenny Luthor, but not because of John Cryer or Superman Four or any of that stuff, but because what the fuck is it with Superman people and LL? Seriously, why is he Lenny Luthor? Why couldn't he be Jeff Luthor? Uh, why why does he have to be an LL? Why? I don't understand it. That shit's annoying. I'm voting for Lenny Luther. <laughs> Mike. Uh I'll I'll vote for Ace Ventura. Um Lenny was horrible. 
he really is a symbol of everything that went wrong in the Superman franchise. But uh, like they said, it's he wasn't in the in the movie very much, and he had one great line when uh, when they steal Superman's hair. Lex says, "You know what we can do with with this hair," and Lenny responds, "Make a toupee that flies." So uh, I'll go with Ace Ventura. Oh, that, that was a classic line. <laughs> he said he, he had one good line. He didn't say it was classic. There's a significant difference between the two. Uh, it's all tied up. Coming down to you, Jason. Which is it? Okay, first of all, the alliterative thing, that's usually a Marvel Comics thing. I hear Parker, Bruce Banner, Matt Murdock, etc., and so forth. Uh, he Didn't he run around with, like, drumsticks and was playing drums on, like, everything at all points? And he was wearing headphones all the time? But it's been a real long time since I've seen Superman yeah, 4. Yeah, I think that's all right. Yeah, that's pretty fucking annoying. But Yeah, that's when the Walkman was really big. Yeah. <laughs> if it weren't for Ace Ventura and Austin Powers, there would be so many quiet, annoying people. You know, oh, that guy's annoying, but he never says anything. But no, that guy's annoying, and all he says is Ace Ventura and Austin Powers quotes. So, Ace Ventura. A vote for Ace Ventura, and Ace Ventura is in the finals. Uh, let's see who Ace is going to go up against. Another Titanic battle here. Lauren, this one is yours. It is Wesley Crusher versus Anakin Skywalker. Oh, man. Well, at least Yikes. Anakin got laid. So, I don't think uh, wearing his little Doug Henning suit, Wesley Crusher was going to get any action. That's I can just hear him whining about it right now and becoming annoying as fuck. So I'm going to go with Wesley Crusher. A vote for Wesley Crusher. Wesley Crusher did bang somebody. He banged Ashley Judd in her prime. Her prime, sir! So my I vote... Didn't, I totally forgot about that. Yes! Ashley Judd in her prime. Not old, ugly Ashley Judd. Like 22-year-old Ashley Judd when she was ridiculously hot. Before anybody knew she was a Judd. Exactly! Uh, Anakin, oh, you can't say, the, 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 the first Anakin, the, you know, I'm talking about episode one Anakin, where he just lucks into everything, and midichlorians, he's got a higher midichlorian count than anybody else, that's Anakin's fault. Uh, Anakin, Anakin is just a pile of shit, he really is. And plus, you, you're forgetting the fact that they took Darth Vader one of the scariest villains of all time, and turned him into a pussy. Absolute garbage pussy. My vote goes to Anakin Skywalker. Um, I, I'm going to vote for Wesley. Um, like I said, Anakin never really bothered me that much. A vote for <laughs> Wesley. Jason? Uh, this, is, this is a heavyweight fight, man, because... Uh, you know, Damon, you're absolutely right. He, Wesley went out and snagged up a, a Judd, uh, and she wasn't even in her prime yet. She was still a young up-and-comer because she actually got she got quite a bit hotter before she completely fell apart. But Anakin Skywalker, uh, where do I start? Are you an angel? Uh, do we start about him whining in the elevator? Uh, do we start about him 
being a complete ass in front of the girl he supposedly loves and his uh, trainer. Uh, how about how about we how about we start with no Frank Invader Anakin Skywalker. A vote for Anakin Skywalker. It is all tied up, and it comes down to you, Seth. Which oh, one is moving really? into the finals? <laughs> well, once again, Wesley Crusher is such a self-insert character for Gene Roddenberry, and he wanted to be the happy-go-lucky kid who figured out all the problems, like your you know, kid detective or whatnot. He was pretty annoying. However, Anakin Skywalker, um, Jake Lloyd, who played the kid in episode one, I didn't find him as annoying as Hayden Christensen. And also, I kind of like Anakin in the Clone Wars now. I wish that was his origin story instead of the movies. So my vote for no- most annoying goes to Wesley. A vote for Wesley Crusher. And Wesley is in the finals. We've got Ace Ventura versus Wesley Crusher. And Mike, you get to take this one. Hmm. That, this really, really is tough. Um... And, you know, I guess in the end it just boils down to there were times with Wesley when he was not annoying. Uh, the the Judd banging incident would be one of those. And there were, there were a few others. They eventually realized not to make him uh, save the day, and they kind of downplayed him. And for a while he was just the, the guy who was sitting in the chair, you know, opposite Data. But um, Ace Ventura never stopped being annoying and even though there was really less of it 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 echoes to this day um i think he is the most annoying character of all time a vote for ace ventura jason uh well yeah mike you're right wesley had his moments including uh in seric when he basically took jordy crusher or jordy crusher Jordy LaForge to task for being the holodeck rapist. I, I, that was, that was inspired. Uh, and then, uh, on the other side of the equation, there's not as much, there's not as little an Ace Ventura as most people might be aware. There was the two Jim Carrey movies. Then I'm pretty sure there was a cartoon for a while. And then I think I saw on Netflix, it popped up at some point. Uh, which scares me, Netflix. There was like Ace Ventura, or Ace Ventura Junior Pet Detective, where it's like a kid doing the Ace Ventura thing. Now, they, you got one of the most annoying things in on TV and movies is little kids. Ace Ventura is a little kid. That's way more annoying than Wesley Crusher could ever aspire to be. Ace Ventura. Another vote for Ace. Seth. Wow. Ace Ventura was pretty annoying. He kind of led into that whole sweep of movies where everybody was quoting afterwards, kind of like uh, Napoleon Dynamite, or maybe like on South Park, or, or um, what's that other one came out? Anyway, uh, yeah, he led to a lot of annoying quotes that went on forever, kind of like internet memes do today. But however, Wesley Crusher annoyed me for more hours at a time because he was on practically every week. Ryan? I'm voting for Wesley Crusher. <laughs> uh, vote for Wesley Crusher. Lauren? Which is more annoying? An adult spouting off 
catchphrases and just being a, a fucking ass clown or a little kid who thinks he's smarter than everybody else on the ship that you just, again, you just want to bitch slap. You just want to just take him and just ram his head against the wind, the windshield of the ship. I, you know what? I have an infinite amount of patience for children, but Wesley needed an ass whooping. So I'm going to vote for Wesley. A vote for Wesley Crusher. It is all tied up, and it comes down to me, and I hate you guys for that. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Um, I... I, I I never really found Wesley to be annoying. I never understood it because I was around Wesley's age when the show came on and I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. I wanted to be on the ship. I wanted to be Wesley Crusher. Um, Ace Ventura I watched recently. Uh, Not the first one, the second one, When Nature Calls. And I didn't watch it all the way through. It was just on while I was, you know, doing something else on the internet. Looking at porn. But, um... The scene where he crawls out of the fake rhino's ass is so fucking annoying. Unbelievably annoying. It's more annoying than anything that Wesley Crusher has ever done. So I've got to go with Ace Ventura as the most annoying character of all time this week. (laughs) And that's it. He wins. Ace wins. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh... I also like to thank our guests for joining us. Does anybody have anything they would like to plug, uh, Jason? Uh, well, um, not really a plug so much as you know. Congratulations on going a whole year, and I already congratulated you, Damon, and Karen, and Jared. So, uh, but Mike uh, doesn't really pay attention to his Twitter. So, congratulations, Mike, on going a whole year and fifty-two shows and all that good stuff. Well, thanks. And uh, the other, the only other thing I can think of plugging is uh, no, I got nothing. <laughs> it's easy, said. He's got nothing. Uh, Seth, I know you've got something. Oh yeah, uh, of course. I'm from the Gamma Quadrant podcast. We do the podcast about Deep Space Nine. We're found at gammaquadrant.libsyn.com. Um, you know, we do it show by show. You can listen from the beginning or pick up here. We're on our second year now, so oh, actually starting our third in the fifth season of Deep Space Nine. So that's it. All right, and Lauren. Well, I just want to plug my store, Warp Nine Comics and Collectibles where we have our uh, comic club, where if you join up, you get 25% off all your new books. And uh, they can find you on eBay, too, can't they? Yep, they can find me on eBay, or they can go to my website, uh, www.warp9comics.com. All right, it's as easy as that. Uh, need new movie news? Well, visit Rob Worley's new site, backlotd.com. Uh, for all your uh, for all things Trek, look no further than Subspace Communique and their podcast, Life After Trek. For all your DVD needs, check out dvdgeeks.tv. Special thanks goes to Karen for being our web presence. Check out what she's doing on the Geek Fights Tumblr. And of course, Mr. Jared Formby for the it- pimped-out intros he creates. You can read his blog, Hey Star Trek, at heystartrek.net. Mike? You can find me uh, on the Zod Complex podcast and on the Week in Geek show. You can find us 
um, at geekfights.net. You can email us at geekfights at gmail.com or info at geekfights.net. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, just look for Geek Fights. David? Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, if you'd like to be on the show, uh, all it really takes is the ability to contact us. Not uh, You don't even have to speak. We'll, we'll, we'll read what you say. Uh, we don't even care. Uh, that's all it takes to join the Legion of Geeks! Uh, our upcoming battles, well, next week, I've already said it, it's Star Trek vs. Star Wars Showdown. And then after that, it'll be Father's Day. So we're going to have our best father or best dad episode and we've got one week left of our contest it's the i'm too lazy for the this contest contest mike and i decided there's going to be 10 winners and the grand prize gets the uh what do you call that thing the evil dead book of the dead signed by bruce campbell and the rest of the cast uh i'm looking at 15 trade paperbacks comic book trade paperbacks that i'm giving away and they're not they're not crappy ones they're actually good ones uh let's see We've got Star Trek glasses. We've got uh, a Crown Royal dice bag. It's kind of pimp. Uh, what else do we have, Mike? We've got a ton of DVDs, too, don't we? We've got a bunch of DVDs, trade paperbacks. Um, too much to count. Too much to count, and 10 people are going to win. Uh, all you have to do to enter is either like us on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, and, uh, well, actually, uh, just comment on the Geek Fights Tumblr. It pops up every day. Well, not every day. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. See what Karen is saying, and it pops up. It'll be cool. As a matter of fact, you can actually listen to something she posted a couple weeks ago. It's going to be at the end of this episode. Uh, but until then, till next week, everybody. Uh, keep fighting the geek fight. Good night. What's your thing with the brownies? My thing, well, you can't really just bust out like what's the, oh, I guess you can. Um, I, um, the brownies, in my humble opinion, are not only the most annoying characters ever conceived, I feel like their annoyance is so grievous that they set a new standard for all of us to have to put up with annoying characters in subsequent films from various genres, uh, I just think that uh, they were the kickoff point. I think this is when uh, everybody like was like, oh my God, that's so funny. And that, oh my God, that's so funny, you know, mm-hmm. led to baby Transformers peeing on each other, you know, like two years ago or whatever it was. You uh, know, that, I can see that, that progression. Was, yeah, that's, that's, that's all I'm saying. And I'm saying that Lucasfilm brought us that. And I also think that the the film of uh, Willow actually is the beginning of the end of Lucasfilm. I mean, right now, it's very obvious that, you know, you like the older stuff better than the newer stuff. I mean, you look at the Star Wars franchise, and you typically like the older stuff better than the newer stuff. And Indiana Jones, too, you like the older stuff more than the newer stuff. 
And I mean, that's just the way it is. And a lot of Indiana Jones fans will embrace um, The Last Crusade. They'll think that Indiana Jones' Last Crusade is uh, brilliant. Um, they'll put it right up next to Raiders Lost Ark and say, these two are good. The Temple of Doom one, not so much, but I still like it okay. But I mean, usually people go Raiders, Last Crusade, Temple of Doom. And of course, they'll put the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull at the very, very bottom because that's the newer stuff and it's after Willow. But the uh, Last Crusade is also after Willow. And uh, you can see the Willow effect happening in an embryonic stage in Last Crusade. This is found in the laugh-a-minute hysteria or hilarity that that plagues that entire film from beginning to end. It's just like um, everything that's dramatic or somehow cool is followed up with some kind of lighthearted joke or, you know, um, they'll flesh out a character to be more inept than he was in Rage of Lost Art, like Marcus Brody. Like, you know, you see more of Marcus, sure, but Marcus in Rage of Lost Ark could kind of go to town on Marcus from Last Crusade. I mean, he's just a more solid guy. He's a more respectable guy. He's more of an enigma, maybe, but he's definitely a lot more together than the comedic relief that we were forced to endure from Denim Elliott in Last Crusade, and it's only because it happened after Willow. Willow is the end of it. Could it be that, for me, the uh, brownies, the reason that didn't work and maybe was a little more annoying is because they were in-joking with each other and the audience, but never with the characters? Well, they had some interaction with the characters, as I remember. Interaction, but not... Like, it wasn't... Um, like, they were off doing their own They weren't being comedic relief to relieve the characters. They were only there to relieve the audience. That's a good point. You're right. It was almost like they had their own separate movie going. Right. It's kind of like, um, if you're watching any of this, like, uh, I think Master Pancake Theater, because that's what they call it in Austin, but, like, Mystery Theater 3000, where they're they're kind of a commentary track that's separate and um, not influencing the actual, um, except for when they intrude. Anytime they actually interact with the environment, they intrude on it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a lot of it. I also uh, think they're not funny. (laughs) (laughs) I I really just don't think they're funny. And um, I think that a lot of the the crimes uh, pinned on Howard the Duck, a movie that came out in 86 before Willow, um, is accused of the crimes Willow is actually completely, completely... um, Gosh, rocking out. They're rocking out this crime that everybody thinks is Howard the Duck, but Howard the Duck actually is not. Uh, Willow is the criminal here, in my opinion. Hey, I liked most of Willow. Like, I can understand your brownie thing where they are uh, intrusive and they are in-joking with each other, but only each other finds them funny, and maybe a certain segment of the audience. Um, Whereas 
you know, same thing with the uh, the robots and Transformers that are peeing on things. It's only those two find it funny. Exactly. Um, exactly. Uh, I don't know what Willow is necessarily accused of. Oh well. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is the thing. This is this is this is how the duck is accused of. This is this is the heart of my philosophy when it comes to Lucasfilm. Absolutely. Um, Star Wars is after uh, American Graffiti. American Graffiti is, is heralded as a, as a brilliant independent slice of cinema in the early seventies. And it makes a lot of money. It's got accessible characters. It's got good comedy. It has nostalgia mixed in it. And it's a good movie. You know, it's a fine movie. I couldn't tell you the plot verbatim, but I've seen it a couple times, and both times I've been like, hey, this is kind of cool. And it mixed in a lot of Tiffany's icons and has a really swell place and is a wonderful kicking off point for George Lucas. George Lucas then um, gets really experimental and does THX 1138 which is a film that is so inaccessible that, um, you know, the financer, Francis Ford Coppola, like, is in tears over this. He's, he has no idea how to ever make money back. And I think it's an all right film. It's, it's incredibly cerebral, highly experimental, and an amazing voice for a young George Lucas who still has Star Wars to rip on us. And he brings out Star Wars. And you talk about an announcement of just changing the face of cinema um, Star Wars did that. I mean, Star Wars became a cinema standard. Uh, and the rest of Hollywood had to catch up to Star Wars, and they spent most of the 80s doing that, with Star Wars mm-hmm. itself competing a lot of the time. Um, this became the the bedrock of modern movie making. I mean, this is it. The guys that are making the movies now, they grew up on this shit. And so they are this crazy gold standard these movies in the 80s of which George Lucas sort of kicked off with his Star Wars. And then, you know, he brought us Indiana Jones, a separate uh, separate franchise, which was brilliant uh, also. He teamed up with uh, Steven Spielberg to bring that one, and they were friends from film school or whatever. And uh, so, I mean, this was a really awesome, you know, sharing of two great young minds. They brought us Indiana Jones. Um, George Lucas has a really interesting influence over his work. Um, he went through a traumatic divorce um, around Return of the Jedi. You know, it's like when he's, like, at his most successful, he's got Indiana Jones under his belt. He's got, you know, the third Star Wars movie coming out, and he's probably, I'm guessing, the most depressed he's ever been because I think he actually did love her, and I don't know what happened, but anyway... He funnels everything into creating Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, which is going to be this dark story. He wants to tell this horribly dark story. And uh, the compromise is Temple of Doom. I think that Spielberg did a lot to lighten it up. (laughs) And I still think it's a phenomenal movie. And I think that it's actually um, probably the most daring, popular offering that he's ever done. Outside of Empire Strikes Back, which did not have a traditional ending, which I guess is the coolest thing about Empire, you get to Temple of Doom, and you've got um, children being beaten with whips. You've got people getting their hearts ripped out of their chests while they're still beating. I mean, you've got 
an insane amount of really angry imagery going on in popular entertainment. And I think that's a big thrust of why Temple of Doom is not popular with Indiana Jones fans. Um, I think that they they see the film as too dark, and they, they it misses the levity that was Raiders of Lost Ark. But I disagree. I think that the levity is there. I think it's totally intact. I think that it is very dark. Um, but I also think that we get to see some of the best of Indiana Jones in that movie. We really see this guy up against the wall. And the last 20 minutes of that movie, when he's just trying to get the hell away, are just fantastic, and they're just phenomenal. And And this you know, I feel was this strange new turn for Lucas where he wanted to be more daring. He wanted to embrace this THX 1138 aspect of his younger self, you know, for whatever reason, whatever he was going through emotionally or, you know, even cerebrally, you know. He was more interested in pushing the envelopes of storytelling, what was accepted. I mean, he was the most popular, one of the most popular storytellers, you know, and then he... uh you know, and then he bet everything on Howard the Duck working out, which was, you know, even more daring. I mean, uh, the movie itself is just this brave thrust of taking this guy, you know, uh, this duck from outer space and uh, mixing him into, you know, our culture, trying to, trying to give, trying, he was betting on the fact that this, this duck idea could catch as much fire as Star Wars or Indiana Jones if given a chance. Um, the storytelling, I think, was superb in Howard the Duck. Uh, I don't know if it's the right form for it to go for blow for blow. And I want everybody to understand that I am not making a joke here. Howard the Duck is a very commendable, amazing movie structurally, scene-wise, dramatic tension-wise. Everything works fine. Um, movie didn't make any money. So this, I think, kicks off Lucas's giant um, retreat. He retreats. He starts to wonder why didn't this one work when the other one didn't work. And of course, he skips right over the fact that it's a duck from outer space. But he starts to formulate what I believe is the Lucasfilm apology, which is the movie Willow. Which is, look, guys, I'm sorry. Um, Temple of Doom was weird. You're right. Um, Car the Duck. Oh my God, I'm so on your side. That movie was terrible too. I can't believe I even did it. Um, you know what I'm going to do, guys? I, mean, I can't afford Lord of the Rings or I don't want to do Lord of the Rings, or the rights are too tied up and weird. But you know what? I'm going to just go ahead and drum up a little story here about a little guy, you know, and he's going to go on a little quest in a little fantasy land, and I'm going to team up with Ron Howard, and we're just going to get right back to basics. We're just going to do another really cool story that's going to capture imagination, and it's going to amaze you. And um, and it did. Uh, Willow was uh, wildly successful that year in 1988. The apology from the population of the planet Earth was accepted. And Willow became sort of a compass for George Lucas. Where he's like, oh, okay, people like Brownies. a guy with a skull for a face who we know nothing about, but he looks incredibly badass. And you can follow this through to the creation of Darth Maul. Just like, here's another guy that's just incredibly badass looking but doesn't do shit. He's General Kale all over again. You know? Oh, uh, the Brownies, uh, they were successful. Uh, we'll just kind of turn that out into a, a Jar Jar Binks because this is successful. And it starts to become this deranged formula. Willow brings us that. And that's why I hate that movie, Willow. <laughs> I think it's the beginning of the end. 
of everything Lucasfilm because I'll even throw Last Crusade in after it because it is influenced by Willow and comedy that is there for comedy's sake, not born of the, the fun and the dramatic tension of Temple of Doom or Raiders of Lost Ark. And I know a number of fans will be like, oh, my God, are you crazy? Of course this Last Crusade is brilliant and amazing. You know, and, and you know, it's a good story. It's a fine story, and Indy's dad is cool or whatever. But I'd be lying if I said to you that I preferred laughing at Indiana Jones every half minute over the intensity I experienced with Raiders of the Lost Ark and that second entry. Those movies were really awesome. They were so clever, and they were so serious. And I like my Indiana Jones more serious. So I'll go ahead and lump in Last Crusade in with everything that came after Willow, including its cousin, King Crystal Skull. I mean, let's go ahead. I mean, it's all the same. Since Willow, since Willow got accepted, we've already our pocketbook. Willow is Lucasfilm standard, and I hate it. I hate it. All right. <laughs> That's my rant. All right.